Open your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 5. I am excited to study God's Word together with you this morning. Paul told us in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God wants us to have an attitude of gratitude. We, as followers of Jesus Christ, should practice thankfulness every day. As we see in this verse, our thankfulness is in Christ Jesus, not in our circumstances. I give thanks to God for the gift of salvation I have received from God in Christ Jesus. I give thanks to God for the presence and power of the Holy Spirit of God who lives within me. I give thanks to God for our church family, for you, for my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Though we would prefer to be here in person worshiping together this morning, I give thanks to God for the technology and for those who know how to use the technology to allow us to worship the Lord together this morning online. God's word and God's work and God's worship is going forth from us this morning as we celebrate and proclaim the name of King Jesus. We are continuing in our sermon series titled Walking Wisely. Paul told us in Ephesians 5, beginning in verse 15, pay careful attention then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. These words are as true for us today as they were when they were written years ago. These words are as relevant for us today as they were when they were written years ago. Wisdom is defined as seeing and living life God's way. Walking wisely is the skill and ability to see life from God's perspective and to live life in God's power. We walk wisely as we understand the truth of God's word and as we put the truth of God's word into practice in our lives day by day by the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. As we have been learning over these past few weeks in our study in this passage, walking wisely means we need to be careful and we need to be clear. I would encourage you to go online to our website and watch the services from the past few weeks so that you can get the full background and instruction on these points. Walking wisely allows us to pay careful attention to how we live each day. Walking wisely helps us to make the most of the time and opportunities God gives us each day. Walking wisely helps us to understand that the days are evil and people need Jesus. Walking wisely helps us to understand and follow the Lord's will for our lives. We know the Lord's will for us will always require faith from us. God's will for you will always require faith from you. As we're reminded in Hebrews 11 and verse 6, and without faith it is impossible for us to please God because the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And so we know it is impossible for us to please God apart from our daily faith in God. And we demonstrate our faith in God by our obedience to God day by day. So I want us to look at these points once again real quick. We'll go over the first two real quick, and then we're going to hit the third point. Walking wisely, as we've said, means we must be careful. Walking wisely means we must be clear. The third point we're going to focus on this morning is walking wisely means we must be controlled. 
Paul said in verse 18, and don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit. So we see Paul in this verse 18 begins with a negative admonition and then follows it with a positive admonition just as he did in verse 17. And is a connector word. It is a transition word. And it connects verse 18 with the previous verses in this passage focused in on wisdom. We know it is unwise and foolish to get drunk with wine. We know it is a waste of the time God gives us to get drunk with wine. We know it is not the Lord's will for us to get drunk with wine. Paul was real clear here, and he said, don't get drunk with wine. That could also be translated, stop getting drunk with wine. Now, drunk means to become intoxicated, to have one's mind and faculties impaired by alcohol. There is never a place for drunkenness in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ. It is impossible for us to build a biblical case as followers of Jesus Christ for drunkenness in our lives. Scripture consistently rebukes drunkenness. Paul told us in this verse here, don't get drunk with wine. Paul told us in Galatians in chapter 5 that we are to understand that drunkenness is a work of the sinful flesh. Solomon told us in Proverbs 20 and verse 1, wine is a mocker, beer is a brawler. Whoever goes astray because of them is unwise. Isaiah told us, woe to those who rise up early in the morning in pursuit of beer, who linger into the evening inflamed by wine. We see here clearly identified for us in God's word, Old Testament and New Testament, that drunkenness is a sin. It doesn't honor God. It doesn't please God. It doesn't glorify God in any way. And so Paul told us, and don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living. Reckless living is defined as debauchery or, or disillusion. It, it means wastefulness. Reckless living means a life abandoned by wisdom and godliness. So drunkenness causes our minds to come under the influence of alcohol. It impairs our judgment and thinking and causes us to say and do things we would not otherwise say and do. Drunkenness hurts our walk with Jesus, our witness for Jesus, and our worship of Jesus. Drunkenness is basically foolishness, and this is why Paul simply said, don't do it, or stop doing it. So we see clearly the negative admonition, and now we move into the positive admonition. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit. This is a powerful word to us. This is a practical word to us. This is a personal word to us today, this morning. We see that the prominent pastor and author, Charles Swindoll, he said at one point in time, I can think of no other verse in the New Testament that is more important for the Christian than this one. And so we see, but be filled by the Spirit. The word but here is again a transition word which connects the negative admonition and don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, 
to the positive admonition, be filled by the Spirit. There is a contrast, obviously, here in verse 18. And the point Paul stressed with the contrast is one of control. As many have said before, what fills a person controls a person. For example, if we are filled with anger, our anger can control and influence us, our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. If we are filled with fear, our fear can control us and influence us and our thoughts and our feelings and our actions. If we are controlled with selfishness, our selfishness can control and influence us, our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. The person who is drunk with wine is under the control of alcohol. They are under the influence of the alcohol. The person who is filled by the Spirit The person who is filled by the Holy Spirit of God is under the control of the Holy Spirit of God. They are under the influence of the Holy Spirit of God. The person who gets drunk with wine loses self-control. The person who is filled by the Spirit is blessed with self-control. The contrast here in verse 18 emphasizes Paul's point to us. It brings this point to life. Do not get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit. Be filled means to fill to the top. It means to supply liberally. It means to take possession of so as to control. Now, let's break this verse down just a little bit here uh, this morning, and let's look at this in a little bit deeper way. Be filled is in the present tense. So we're to be filled by the Spirit every day, all through the day, and into the night. We're to be filled by the Spirit all day, every day, all through the day. It's present tense. Be filled is in the passive voice. So this means the action or the work done inside of us is done by someone other than us. As we shared last week in our time together in God's word, God transforms us into the likeness of Jesus. God renews our minds by the truth of his word, by his Holy Spirit in our lives as we surrender ourselves to him and depend on him day by day. And therefore, we see in this verse, once again, in verse 18, God fills us by his Holy Spirit. He's the one who fills us. We are passive in this action. That means we don't fill ourselves. God fills us by his Holy Spirit, with his Holy Spirit, as we surrender to him and depend on him day by day. Be filled is in the imperative mode, in the imperative mood. And that means it's a command from God to you and to me that we are to obey every day. It's not a suggestion for us to consider. It's a command for us to obey. We are to be filled by the Holy Spirit of God every day, all through the day. Be filled is in the plural form. That means it's for all of us 
as followers of Jesus Christ. This command is for all of us as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. We are all to be filled by the Spirit. Now, the reason this is so important for us, the reason this command is so important for you and for me today, the reason this command is so important for us this morning, this day, and this week, is we need God's help to live God's way. I need God's help to live God's way. You need God's help to live God's way. You see, we can't make ourselves become more like Jesus in our strength and wisdom. We can't be effective ministers for Jesus in our strength and wisdom. We can't be effective witnesses for Jesus in our strength and wisdom. We can't obey God's commands in God's word to us in our strength and wisdom. We can't go and make disciples of all nations. We can't love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We can't love one another as Christ loves us. We can't walk worthy of the call that God has given to us in Christ Jesus. We can't walk as children of light in the Lord. We can't pay careful attention to how we live. We can't make the most of the time and money and opportunities God gives us each day. We can't understand and follow the Lord's will for our lives. We can't fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit of God in our strength and wisdom. We can't do anything of spiritual significance in our strength and wisdom because our strength and wisdom is not enough. This is why Jesus reminded us when he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And nothing means nothing. You see, we need God's help to live God's way. This is part of the reason. This is part of why Paul is sharing this word to us. We need God's help to walk wisely. And so he says, don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit. Be filled by the Holy Spirit of God. We need God's help to live God's way. Thankfully, God helps us live his way. So let's take a look real quick at some ways in which God helps us to live his way. There's five in particular that I want to share with you this morning uh, that we can know that we know that we know today and this week that God is at work in us, helping us to live his way. The first there, and I hope you're following along with us on your outline or, or taking notes, and you can keep uh, these truths there for you for the rest of the week to review and meditate on and study, and God will bless you as you do. The first point we see here is the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Jesus was speaking with his disciples and followers, and shortly uh, before he was uh, arrested and then ultimately led away to the cross of Calvary, he shared these words in John 14, verses 16 and 17. If you want to take just a few seconds, turn to your left, John 14, verses 16 and 17. If not, you can just jot this passage down uh, and refer to it later. Uh, Jesus said these words, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him, but you do know him because he remains with you and he will be in you. The other counselor that Jesus referenced here in this passage is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you and me as followers of Jesus Christ. The apostle Paul 
affirmed this. He confirmed this in uh, the book of Ephesians. Paul told us in Ephesians chapter 1, he affirmed this truth for us. Paul told us that we are saved by God's grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of God's grace. And so Paul has told us in Ephesians that God saved us by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. And God sealed us by the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 1 and 13, verse 13, Paul said this, In him you were also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. So we know at the moment when we received God's gift of salvation, at the moment we heard the word of truth, as the moment, the moment we heard the, the gospel of our salvation, as the moment the Holy Spirit of God opened our spiritual eyes and breathed spiritual life into our spiritually dead bodies and allowed us to understand our sin and our need for the Savior Jesus. And at that moment, when we repent of our sins and receive God's gift of salvation in Christ Jesus, it's at, at that moment in time when God saved us, we see also, as Jesus is teaching us in John, as Paul affirmed in Ephesians 1, God also sealed us with his Holy Spirit. And so we have the Holy Spirit of God who dwells in us. And just to remind each of us, when God seals us with the promised Holy Spirit, we get all of the Holy Spirit at salvation. We don't get a little or some or most of the Holy Spirit. No, we get all of the Holy Spirit at that moment of salvation. And so we see that Jesus says that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. But we also see here in this passage, I don't want us to miss it, the Holy Spirit is with us forever. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor, that's the Holy Spirit, to be with you forever. Forever is a long time. The Holy Spirit will be with us every moment of every day, every step of our way. Remember, we're focusing in on we need God's help to live God's way. And so we know the Holy Spirit dwells in us. The Holy Spirit is with us. Every moment of every day, every step of our way. The third truth we see is the Holy Spirit teaches us God's word. In verse 26, as Jesus continued this discussion with his disciples, he said, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, so Jesus here confirms it's the Holy Spirit that he was referring to in verses 16 and 17, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. This is awesome. The Holy Spirit of God teaches us the Word of God. And I can assure you, there is not a greater teacher to have than the Holy Spirit of God. The one who breathed the words of God to the authors of God's Word who recorded the words of God for us in Scripture. The Holy Spirit dwells in us at the moment of salvation. The Holy Spirit is with us every step of our day, every moment of our way. The Holy Spirit teaches us God's word. And he continues and says, and remind you of everything I have told you. The fourth point, the Holy Spirit reminds us of God's word. So he teaches us God's word and he reminds us of God's word as we seek to live out by the power of the Holy Spirit in us, as we seek to be filled by the Spirit. The fifth point we see is the Holy Spirit empowers us to be his witnesses. 
after Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day, after Jesus appeared to his disciples and followers over the period of 40 days, and just before Jesus was to ascend back into heaven to sit at the right hand of the throne of God, Jesus gathered his disciples and followers, and he spoke his final words to them. And among these words, he said in Acts 1 and verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so we see the Holy Spirit of God empowers us, fills us with the strength and the desire to walk in obedience to God, to live out the word of God, to live what we learn from God's word, to put what the Holy Spirit teaches and reminds us of into action. And so we know and understand these points. We need God's help to live God's way, the Holy Spirit of God. God helps us. He places his Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. The Holy Spirit is with us every moment of our day. We're never alone. There's never a point in time when you're alone. Even though there are times when we certainly feel like we're alone, when we certainly feel like no one else understands us, when we feel like there is no one who is willing to listen to us, when we feel like there is no one who is available to help us, when we feel like there is just no hope for us, we get discouraged and we at times can be led into despair. We know and understand according to the truth of God's word, we are never alone. God is with us by his Holy Spirit in us. God will teach us his word by his Holy Spirit in us. God reminds us of the truth of his word by his Holy Spirit in us. And then God empowers us. He gives us the desire and the strength and the power to live it out in our day-to-day lives. Listen, this is awesome and exciting truth for you and for me as followers of Jesus Christ. This is so exciting for us. This is awesome news for us. Remember now, we understand what Paul is saying here. This is amazing truth he's dispensing to us in this passage. Understand and realize there is only one indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God at the moment of salvation when God plants his Holy Spirit in us. When we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, the promised Holy Spirit, there's only one indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God. That happens at the moment of salvation by God through his grace, by our faith and trust in Christ Jesus. But there are many fillings of the Holy Spirit of God. There are many fillings by the Spirit. We are to be filled by the Spirit every day, all through the day. We are to be filled by the Holy Spirit of God. And I want to suggest to you, I want to encourage you, now more than ever, as followers of Jesus Christ in the midst of this world in which we live, in the midst of these days and times, we need to be filled by the Spirit. This is a command. This is an admonition. This is a truth that every one of us needs to understand, and we need to receive it and apply it in our day-to-day lives. Now more than ever, we need to be filled by the Spirit. We need to be filled by the Spirit of God so that we are not filled with anger because of what is going on around us. We need to be filled by the Holy Spirit of God so that we're not filled with doubts 
about the answers we're trying to give to our kids as they're asking us questions about what is going on. We need to be filled by the Spirit so that we're not filled with discouragement because we're not able to gather together and meet together as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus and worship together in person week in and week out. We need to be filled by the Spirit so that we're not filled with fear over this COVID-19 coronavirus and our safety and the safety and health of our loved ones, our family members, and our friends. We need to be filled by the Spirit so that we're not filled with frustration over all the changes that we are being asked to make and how much normal uh, has now changed. We need to be filled by the Spirit so that we're not filled with worry about our future. We need to be filled by the Spirit so that we're not filled with worry about how long this is going to last, so that we're not filled with worry about how bad this is going to get. We need to be filled by the Spirit so that we're not filled with despair because we don't see any change in sight in the near future or because we are in despair because God has not stopped this virus immediately as of right here and right now. We need to be filled by the Spirit. We need to live every moment of every day under the control and under the influence of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. This is for you and me today as followers of Jesus Christ. This is for us this morning, this afternoon, and this week. We need to be filled by the Spirit. Why? Because when we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to walk wisely, not unwisely. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to make the most of the time and money and opportunities God gives us each day. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to understand what the Lord's will is for us. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to follow the Lord's will for our lives. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to walk worthy as of the calling we have received from God in Christ Jesus. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're we're able to go and make disciples of all nations. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to teach them to observe and obey everything God has commanded us. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to love one another as Christ loved us. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to trust in the Lord with all our heart. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to lean not on our own understanding. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to think about God in all our ways. When when we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to cast our cares on the Lord, knowing He cares for us. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to pray at all times and all seasons with all kinds of prayers and requests. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able not to be anxious about anything, but in everything, instead, we're able to present our requests to God. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we are able to be kind to one another and compassionate to one another. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we're able to look not only to our own interests, but also the interests of others. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to serve one another in love. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to speak one to God's truth to one another in love. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to forgive one another as Christ has forgiven us. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we are able to walk as children of light in the Lord. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to give thanks in all circumstances. When we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to understand and know that we are able to consider it joy whenever we come into trials and tests of our faith in Christ Jesus. We're able to be filled. When we're filled by the Spirit, we are 
we're able to rejoice in the Lord always when we're filled by the Spirit. We're able to be self-controlled and alert and sober-minded, knowing that our enemy is prowling around trying to look for an opportunity to devour us. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we're able to put on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand against our enemy's tactics and schemes designed to destroy us. When we're filled by the Spirit, we can be strong in the Lord and in His mighty strength. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we're able to share the hope that is ours in Christ Jesus. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we're able to be effective ministers for Jesus Christ. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we're able to be effective witnesses for Christ Jesus. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we're able to point others to Jesus. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we're able to tell others about Jesus. When we're filled by the Spirit of God, we're able to walk in the victory that is ours in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. We need to be filled by the Spirit. Praise God. He fills us by His Spirit every moment of every day as we surrender ourselves to Him and walk in dependence upon Him. Paul is telling us we need God's help to live God's way. We need God's help to walk wisely. So don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Holy Spirit of God. So, how are we filled by the Spirit? God fills us by His Spirit as we present our bodies to Him as living sacrifices. As we surrender and yield ourselves to God day by day. As we pray each day all through the day, God, help me get out of your way so that you, God, can have your way in me and with me and through me and around me. You see, as we fill our minds with the truth of this word, and as we spend time with God in prayer each day, and as we fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, and as we worship God in spirit and in truth, the Holy Spirit of God fills us. He controls us. He influences us so that we are able to live his way so that our thoughts and our feelings and our actions are in accordance with the word of God. As we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God each day, as we live and walk under the control and influence of the Holy Spirit, we will confess our sins because we will know that God is faithful and just. He will forgive us our sins and purify and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We will surrender ourselves to God each day, knowing that apart from him, we can do nothing. When we're filled by the Spirit, when we are living and walking under the control and influence of the Holy Spirit of God, we will walk by faith in obedience to God day by day because we know and understand that is the way that we're able to please God. That's the way that we're able to show God that we love God is as we walk in obedience to God. As we are filled by the Spirit, as we live and walk under the control and influence of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit in us, the fruit of the Spirit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control will fill us and flow through us to those that God places around us. I like what one pastor said, it's one thing for us to have the Holy Spirit, it's another thing for the Holy Spirit to have us. Let the Holy Spirit of God have you. Let the Holy Spirit fill you this morning. Let the Holy Spirit control you 
this morning. Let the Holy Spirit influence your every thought, your every feeling, and your every action. Pray today. Pray throughout the day. Pray this week. God, help me get out of your way so that you can have your way in me and with me and through me and around me. Pray, God, fill me by your Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit so that I'm not filled with anger, so that I'm not filled with despair, so that I'm not filled with doubt, so that I'm not filled with worry, so that I'm not filled with uncertainty, so that I'm not filled with fear, so I'm not filled with frustration, so that I'm not filled with discouragement, so I'm not filled with loneliness. Father God, fill me by your Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit this moment today, right here, right now. God, remind me that you dwell in me. Father God, remind me that you're with me. Remind me that you, God, empower me by your Holy Spirit in me to live and walk as wise, not unwise people, allowing me to make the most of the time and the money and opportunities you give me today and every day. You see, as we are filled by the Spirit of God, we are blessed. And as we are filled by the Spirit of God, we're able to be a blessing to all those God places around us. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. We're going to spend some time in prayer right there in your own home, wherever you may be watching and, and listening. I want to ask you as families, as brothers in Christ, as sisters in Christ, maybe you're there in your home by yourself. I want to ask you just to bow in prayer with me right now. And I want to encourage you just to spend time with the Father right now. The Holy Spirit is speaking. We know that every time God's word is proclaimed, uh, his word goes forth and it accomplishes his plans and purposes that he has set for it. It never returns void. The Holy Spirit is speaking right now. God right now wants to fill you by and with his spirit. And so I want to encourage you just to spend time, my brother and my sister in Christ Jesus, confessing your sin to God, getting uh, rid of any of those things that are unpleasing to God, spending time surrendering fresh and new this morning yourself to God. Ask God to fill you by his spirit this morning. Cast all those different feelings and emotions at his feet that you've been struggling with, that you're dealing with, that you're constantly been bomb being bombarded with. And ask God to replace all those with, with the power of his Holy Spirit, which brings us peace and comfort on a day-to-day -day basis. And then let me encourage you. Friend, if you have not yet placed your faith and trust in Christ Jesus, then I would encourage you to make that decision today, right here and right now. The Bible teaches us that we're all sinners and that we've all said, thought, and done things that are unpleasing to God, that are against God and his word, where none of us are righteous, not a one of us. We've all turned away from God and gone our own way, and, and we know that our sin against God separates us from God. The Bible tells us that the wages of the payment for our sin is death. The justice that we deserve due to our sin against God and turning away from God is eternal separation from God in a very real place called hell. But the scripture tells us, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so God lovingly extends to us an offer to receive forgiveness of sins, to be brought into a relationship with him, to be made new from the inside out. And that is all because of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ came to earth years ago and he lived a perfect life. He died a perfect death. He was crucified on the cross of Calvary in your place for your sins and in my place and for my sins. He died, he was buried in the tomb, he rose again on the third day, victorious over sin and death for us. He's alive today and he wants a relationship with each one of us. 
And the scripture tells us that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by faith and trust in him. Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. And so let me encourage you, friend, to give your life to God by placing your faith in Jesus Christ. Receive God's gift of forgiveness of sins and new life by placing your faith in Jesus Christ. You can do so by praying a simple prayer such as the one that I will pray right here and right now. Again, prayer doesn't save anybody. God saves us because he knows and understands our hearts and he draws us into a relationship with him by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. And so you can make the greatest decision in life right now by praying a prayer simply like this. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner and I know my sin separates me from you and I know there's nothing I can do to get rid of my sin and get to you on my own. I understand, God, that I need a Savior. And I believe Jesus is my Savior. I believe Jesus lived a perfect life on this earth. I believe Jesus died a perfect death on the cross of Calvary for me and my place. I believe Jesus was buried in the tomb. I believe Jesus rose again on the third day, victorious over sin and death. I believe Jesus is alive, and he is the only way that I can have a relationship with you, God. And so God is best as I know how, right now, I repent of my sins. I turn from living my way, and I turn to you, God, and surrender. I confess my sins to you. And as best as I know how, God, I ask Jesus to come into my life. I receive your gift of salvation by my faith in Jesus. Thank you, God, for saving me. And God, I pray that you would now fill me by your spirit who dwells in me and enable me to live your way today and every day this week. Thank you, God, for hearing my prayer. Father God, we come to you and we give you praise and honor and glory. You are an awesome God. You are a mighty God. I thank you, God for the truth of your word. I thank you for your Holy Spirit who lives in us. I thank you, God, that you fill us by your Holy Spirit so that we can live your way, so that we can be witnesses, so that we can be the light of the world of Jesus Christ in the midst of a world who desperately needs Jesus today. God, I thank you that you fill us, God, and you're with us, God, so that we don't ever have to walk alone. And so that, God, even in the midst of very challenging, difficult times and days, we know that we are okay because we are in Christ Jesus. And so, God, I pray that you would allow, allow us to put these words into practice in our lives this week. God, allow us to shine Jesus to all those you place around us. Father, I pray that we would continue to be faithful to give our time to you each day as we spend time in your word and in prayer, our talents to you as we think of creative ways to minister and to serve one another and to bless one another, even in these days. And God, I pray that you would allow us also to give our treasures to you, to faithfully bless this time of giving as we give differently, God, as we begin now giving online instead of in person. God, I pray that you would continue blessing our giving so that we can continue ministering and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ here around us, and literally to the nations of the world. Father God, we thank you for this time. I do pray that you would continue to give wisdom to all of our leaders, our leaders, our president, all of our leaders in our country, our, all the international leaders. 
federal, state, local leaders, God bless them, encourage them, be with them, give them wisdom, God, to make the best decisions for us. God, I pray that you would be with all the doctors and nurses and medical care workers. God, protect them, strengthen them, empower them, meet all their needs, God, as they selflessly serve and sacrificially give of themselves to so many. And Father God, I pray that you would continue to heal those who have contracted this virus. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray you would heal them even now, Father God, and protect the rest of us from contracting this virus. And God, help us to walk wisely today as followers of Jesus Christ. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen.